0: Welcome back to the Rogue Grounds of the Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy, and we're going to talk about uh, actually a recent topic of discussion uh, out in the country. Uh, a lot of people know that I don't work for the co-op anymore, or the retailers, and I get a lot of questions about why things are the way they are, and one of the things that's coming up recently has been why do the co-ops and retailers wait until December 15th, or even sometimes later, to get pricing out on fertilizer and chemicals. And really, it's kind of a battle uh, for them. Um, most of it's around the fact that none of them want to be first, and that's kind of the most of it. Um, a lot of these guys don't want to, you know, they don't want to put out a price, and then somebody undercuts them, and, you know, they, they look bad, and then they go back out with a different price, and so a lot of these retailers just don't want to be first. They They'd like to be the last one to come out, and then they can correct what their prices are, and... And set their margins and everything else based on what their competitor pricing is like. The other side of that is uh, a lot of them also don't want to be first because, yeah, let's say they put out a price of oh, I will shoot a price so three forty five, three hundred forty five dollars a ton on urea, and their competitor comes out at three sixty five, and that's where they think the market's going to be at, and another competitor comes out at three sixty. And so, yeah, you have the lowest price you re in the market, and that's not a good thing for them. Um, you know, you really think about it. They're thinking that their margin should be X dollars, um, and their, their competitor comes out, and they think that their margin, based on current market situations, or, you know, even their supply, maybe they got bought in at a, a lot higher price or whatever. Um, so if you bought correctly and you are able to give a lower price, but your competitors are all significantly higher than you are, that's kind of a bad thing for the guap and, and the person buying fertilizer and, and setting the prices because for them, that's 10 to $15 a ton, you know, whatever X dollar amount, that they're missing out on, on margin and revenue uh, for the same product. So it's kind of like when you sell grain and... Let's say uh, one retailer is, or one grain location is selling, or buying grain at, well, let's say soybeans are 8 and and the other one's eight thirty three, and they're exactly the same distance away from your farm, well, which one are you going to go to? Um, you know, you're not going to go sell for 8 25 just based on pride. So, you know, it's, it's the same thing with, with the retailers as far as fertilizer goes. None of them want to be first, and they all want to see where everybody else is at so they can set their price. And... You know, it, it's just kind of a real struggle. And you got to remember, a lot of these guys, and somebody asked me, they're like, well, it's because they don't buy fertilizer until December 15th or whatever it is. But no, a lot of that stuff's been priced for a while. Um, You know, it really, most retailers are going to buy at least 50 to 60% of their needs fairly early. And a lot of them are going to potentially... Uh, Set some contracts And I mean that stuff's all all Kind of felt out and and done way in advance So these guys know where the prices are going to be at Um, There's That's just the nature of the game Pretty much So you know I mean there's There's a lot of people that'll go out and and buy You know say we sold 10,000 tons of urea last year They'll buy You know 7,500 or or 6,000 tons or whatever the heck it is They'll buy a significant part of their supply. Once that's filled, then the price goes up because they're going to have to do replacement cost on it. But it's really just a a battle of where those prices are at. But those guys know where those prices are. The the biggest thing is they just don't want to be setting the market and uh, they kind of wait for everybody else to do it for them. So that's probably, I would say, the number one reason why you don't get prices until December. At least this is what happens in Wisconsin. I'm not going to claim that I know what happens in other states, but that's definitely what happens in Wisconsin. Um, another question was about why do they wait until then to do chemicals? Um, the reason we got on that topic was we were talking about uh, chemical pricing. And somebody was going to ask me, you know, what's the difference for a retailer for me buying in, I'll say, March versus me buying in December? Why is there a different price? Um, his whole assumption was retailers only order product on demand, right? So. They got these huge tanks, and once they start uh, using or or needing chemicals, they just order it. It shows up, and that's the way it goes. As far as retailers go, most chemical companies will offer an incentive for them to fill their tanks in summer the year before. Uh, So you have empty tanks after the season's over they want you to fill your tanks so that they don't have as much demand in season i mean it's just the way it goes it's the way it goes with a lot of things Uh, fertilizer sometimes will be that way too they'll offer a better price in fall so that they don't have to do as much logistical stuff the next season so same thing with chemicals if you have empty tanks um you have the ability to buy fertile or chemicals ahead of time Uh, so in wisconsin we don't buy. you know most people don't have heated storage for all their chemicals especially bulk chemicals so guys aren't going to go out and buy um, anything that can freeze or can't freeze. Literally, if it it's you know if it's not something that can freeze or it'll separate out if it freezes or affects the uh, flowability or something in spring, they're not going to fill their tanks with that. But a lot of products, glyphosate's one of them. Um, I know Resicor's one, uh, Acuron. You name any in corn premixes, uh, most chemicals um, that go in bulk tanks are able to be frozen. Sometimes you get uh, some chemicals that really shouldn't be in those tanks, Uh, even though the chemical company puts out a bulletin that it is approved to be in the tank and freeze. um, Sometimes you end up in spring like I did two years ago with your head in a chemical tank and a respirator on and blowing air into a a big bat of chemical trying to get it out of a tank. So that does happen. But for the most part, retailers buy that stuff very early. They're heavily incentivized to do it. It's the same thing with you guys with, with seed You know, they they really want to get seed prices out, get stuff done early. So they throw the most incentives on it early. That's why you want to buy as early as you can. Same thing with bulk chemicals. It's no big secret. This isn't like a big trade secret. I'm not like the big whistleblower here, but that's the way it is. So the only difference um, in trying to incentivize you to buy in December uh, over like a March uh, would be the fact that chemical pricing they have to put out a ton of money on this stuff. So, if you're going to fill your bulk tank with uh, two, three thousand gallons of product that costs 60 bucks a gallon, you know, you're putting a significant dollar amount out there that you're putting on the line in financing. So, you got to think these big retailers—they've got multiple locations, multiple tanks. Um, I mean, I know of one place. Honestly, we'll just say that they have twenty locations, and you know, as far as glyphosate goes, maybe they go through oh, I don't know, quite a few thousand gallons of uh, glyphosate in a year. So, I mean, you're you're just talking significant dollar amounts that are out there that they have to finance for the most part. Um, so their incentive is to sell it to you early so they save the dollar cost on, uh, on their loans. Uh, so basically they take your money and they use it, you know, as paying off something so they don't have to pay interest on it. So they kind of pass the savings on to you. The only thing I see that's been negative to that is, so they, and I mean this is this is kind of the thing with anything in ag retail is the incentive is to pay early. Um, so, yeah, you'll buy. Uh, say your price in December is forty bucks a gallon for a chemical. Uh, in spring, it could be sixty dollars. The money cost is uh, two or three bucks a gallon. They're just making sure that. You know, you, they incentivize you to, to pay in December. Um, that's just the way it is. It's the way things go. That's how it is. Uh, not much you can do about it. Um, but, yeah, it, there is, like, a theory that these retailers just, you know, they call up Monsanto or, well, Bayer now or whoever and say, I want this product delivered tomorrow. Um, that's not really how it works. Uh, actually, it is kind of how it works when you run out. Um, most companies will have... Uh, so Glyphosate does it uh, I know quite a few others that do uh, Literally they'll fill up a truck And wherever the plant is Send it and park it And stage in, like stage this truck And that guy will basically be married to that truck uh, Not allowed to pretty much leave it uh, Until they get rid of that load And sometimes they can get rid of it in a day Sometimes it's a few days uh, But yeah that's kind of how it works right? They, they have these roving trucks Pretty much driving around Waiting for people that need product and, uh, that's, that's kind of how that works. But, um, the incentive is to pay early, buy early, fill tanks early. So, I mean, it's logistically, that's why. So, yeah, if you ask me why retailers are slow to get prices out, uh, at the end of the year, it's pretty much what I said. They, they don't want to be the first one to set the price. Um, you know, if they set it too low, they're missing out on a margin. Uh, if they get too high, sometimes they lose sales over it. Um, and then they got to like. You know they look like an idiot pretty much when you go to somebody's place and you're thirty bucks a ton off. Uh, funny story, in two thousand nine, two thousand nine was the worst year uh, to begin selling fertilizer and chemicals. And guess who got to do that in uh, two thousand nine? Two thousand nine was the year that uh, I think potash. We were our, so our list price on potash I think was like eight hundred and sixty dollars a ton. Uh, our list price on DAP that year was. Uh, I think $1,180, if I remember correctly. UAN was in the $500 range for 28 and 32%. Um, urea, I want to say, would have been in around 600 bucks a ton. So, yeah, if you can imagine walking into somebody's farm and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if this will ever happen again. It was just an, an, a huge anomaly that year. It was totally abnormal, not normal at all. Uh, but in 2009, I, I literally walked into somebody's farm, shot him a price on fertilizer that I was told was good. And uh, the guy goes, well, that's about $150 a ton more than what I was just quoted from ex-competitor. Um, so, yeah, we had a huge market correction that year. Things came down in season and by a lot, like half. Uh, basically, what happened was uh, prices got kind of... Oh, they just got really screwed up. Um, they really got inflated uh, when the correction hit. So basically not as many people were buying. So when the correction hit, those who were sitting on fertilizer like they normally do. So basically what the thing is, we used to always buy you know, most of your needs and uh, the end of the year. And that's when the best price was for uh, retailers. And in 2009, it wasn't the case. So they all bought in and said, hey, the price is going to be high. This is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, so we literally would go out to customers and get blown out of the water on a daily basis and get told that if we don't charge this much for it, we're going to lose our butt. So we have to charge this many, this much for this product. Uh, we made a few deals, saved a few accounts, uh, but literally we walked away from a lot of accounts and, uh, that was a bad deal. Um, what ended up happening and it got really bad was those who took uh, a lower price basically less than what they bought it for we'll just say they took they sold stuff at a loss actually were better off than the people who just didn't sell the product at all like we did at uh, the retailer I was working at then what happened was at the end of the year when you get audited you know you you go through your audit every year um, at the end of the year, when you go through your audit and you have stuff sitting in your sh- fertilizer shed and in your tanks and that is unsold product, it gets wrote down to the current market value. That's what's what it's actually worth. It's not what you bought it for. It's what it's worth at that time. So we had millions of dollars of fertilizer get written down. So we lost our butt that year. Um, and then the next year we had to turn around and sell the stuff that we just bought for a lot more money. So it really sucked uh, a lot of people learn lessons there's a lot of things that changed after that there's um there's some people that died right suicide that year just that's what happened it was just a terrible terrible thing um i guess i'm kind of glad i went through it uh it's it's always funny to hear kids these days well well i just used the cliche that i didn't think i ever would but Younger people than me uh, go to farms and then complain that um, they got blown out of the water by 30 bucks a ton. And I'm like, yeah, you don't even know what the half of it is. I've been blown out by 150 bucks, And um, I'm sure that that doesn't really give them a whole lot of comfort. But at the time, that was my first year selling stuff, and that really sucked. The second lesson we learned that year is don't walk away from business over so price like that. Um, it took us years to get that stuff back uh it is my second year selling uh as a salesman I'll just say it's my first going through prepay period as a salesperson but it's really my second year working there we walked away from a lot of business that it took me three to five years to get back um you know we were stronger in, in 2012 was my best sales year uh increase wise uh, i've ever seen in my career it was a great year um, but what it was is probably about half of it was from, uh, business we originally lost three years before that, that we just got back. So, yeah, learn a hard lesson. Um, don't walk away from business over price. If it's good business, and it's worth keeping yourself there. Um, and the other thing is don't sell stuff, uh, if the potential of the, the product is to go down in value. Uh, don't get caught at the end of the year, uh, with, with high price fertilizer and major write downs. Um a lot of those people uh i will say i uh, i was around for that the the people that have taken over for some of the people that were in charge at all these companies uh were around for it um i would say another 10 20 years that uh that knowledge base is going to be gone um i know all the people pretty much everybody that was a major buyer for a major player in Wisconsin at that time is no longer there uh either retired or uh, forcibly retired or somehow they're gone um uh, most of those guys are not around anymore so the people that learn those big hard lessons that year uh the only ones that are left are the salespeople like me that moved up in positions so um it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how that kind of works and uh it's the same thing with um you know great depression at at some point in history those guys are leaving and um, even the farming crisis in the eighties, uh, a lot of those guys are going to be, um, retiring the next 10 to 15, 20 years. Um, so there's going to be some people that don't have those, uh, don't have those life lessons to kind of draw back on. So that's kind of sad, but we're totally deviating from the rest of the episode. But anyway, if you ask your retailer why they don't have a price, um, I will say that most of them will tell you, oh, we're just waiting for, for everybody to figure stuff out or, Whatever the excuse is, um, more than likely they have a price in mind of what they want to charge, but they're not going to release it until somebody else puts one out. Or it's like a Mexican standoff every December. So if you see a price start coming around in the first week or so of December, then everybody will have their price then. And uh, most years it's it's mid December and the last minute. I mean, it was you have from December fifteenth till December thirty first to get these prices done because. You know, I think for me, it was probably, we'll say, over half my sales had to be done in that two-week period. And that really sucked. And it was just a mad dash to try to get stuff done. But that's why it happened, and it was always frustrating. Um, but that's definitely a true story. It's the way it is. At least it's the way in Wisconsin, but I'm sure it's the way in most places. So, anyway, hopefully you guys kind of enjoyed that. Get something out of it. Um, you know, I'm not, like, blowing the whistle off, blowing the lid off of stuff this is kind of fairly public knowledge. Um, there'll be people that'll share this with you as well. Um, it's nothing new. Um, it's just not that well-known in the country. We'll just put it that way. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I'll catch you next time.